the corner of Munson and Civic Center Boulevard. Welcome to Into the Depths with the Menor Icebreakers, the official Menor Icebreakers podcast. I'm Angelo Vallada, and I'm joined alongside Jared Tennant. And Jared, I got to tell you, the feeling is good here. It's the first day of Icebreakers camp. We've got youth hockey going on on the other ice, and it's an exciting time. Fanatics are able to come see night one of the official Menor Icebreakers camp. It almost feels like things are starting to get back to normal here with all the players and few fans here at Menor Ice Arena tonight, but we have a special free agent camp edition of the Into the, Depth, Into the Depths podcast for you tonight. We have uh, four player interviews with Alex Mitzionis, Kodiak Whiteduck, Isaiah Crawford, and Dom Horvath, as well as a coach's corner at the end of the episode, which will take place after the camp tonight. Yeah, looking forward to catching up with these players. Uh, Jared and I will be handling two of the interviews each. And, uh, you know, the scrimmage, a lot of exciting things. Fanatics able to come in and see it for the first time since Sunday, March 8th, which ended up being ultimately the final day of the season. And I talked with uh, Coach Ragnall beforehand, and he said 35 guys coming in, invited to camp to fill out the last handful of spots for the men or icebreakers. And you'll see a lot of veterans returning faces, and you'll also see some new faces. And Jared, isn't this where you see some of that hunger and grit from the younger guys trying to make a name for themselves, moving up some from some of the minor leagues in the area and uh, see if they can get a spot on an FPHL squad? Yeah, it's a really interesting blend of just guys trying to make their first pro team and then some returning players that are going to help put out a competitive product tonight. Um, some of the returning guys tonight we're going to see are Henry Berger, Dom Horvath, uh, Jake Mullen, Blake Nada, Josh Newberg, Kent Nussbaum, who I think is refing the game, actually, and then Kodiak White Duck, Isaiah Crawford, and Cody Oaks, who Oaks was acquired in that Stephen Fowler trade last year. We didn't actually play for the Icebreakers, but this season uh, planning on playing for the team. So that's From definitely going to be exciting to get some return out of that trade. And that trade with the Port Huron Prowlers near the end of the season. Right there actually on the trade deadline day uh, was made with the icebreakers and prowlers. So we're excited to bring you live coverage from Menorice Arena on the first night of the free agent camp, including the scrimmage. And again, great interviews coming your way. And Coach Ragno at the conclusion of the scrimmage. So it'll be a fun-filled episode. Are you looking for an affordable way to promote your business? We're currently looking for sponsors on the Into the Depths podcast. We have multiple opportunities available and can customize packages to fit your needs. If you're interested, please contact Tim Walker at 440-391-3050 or TimW at MenorIceBreakers.com. All right, we're here with Icebreakers forward Alex Mitzionis. And Alex, first of all, what, do you, what have you been up to this offseason? Well, this off season's been a bit of a different one, but uh, just doing a little bit of work, doing some landscaping, and uh, trying to stay in the gym. Rink's been closed for most of the off season, but trying to make it work. So you're from Avon, Ohio. Um, obviously, we're excited to have another nor Northeast Ohio native on the Icebreakers. Can you just talk a little bit about the process of you signing with the team? How did that come to be this off season? So I was in uh, contact with Coach Sebastian for a little bit in the spring, and then throughout the early summer, and Kind of with what was going on with COVID, things were looking a little uncertain about me maybe going back overseas and playing another year there. And I heard good things through some buddies on the icebreakers and had some good talks with Coach Sebastian. And I felt ready to sign and be a part of the icebreakers. A lot of guys we sign here that are from around here kind of had some familiarity with just with this facility. Do you ever play any games here growing up or any tournaments or anything like that? Yeah, I had a few games when I was younger, but I've uh, been away from the, this area for a while now, so it's, it's definitely good to be back. 
Yeah, it's one of those facilities It's just been open for so long. I believe it opened in the 1980s, so a lot of the youth players just in this area have played so many tournaments and games in this building. Uh, so looking ahead to this season, what do you think you bring to the table to this Icebreakers team? How are you going to help the team turn things around and win this season? I think what I bring to the team, uh, good speed on the ice and a little bit of a scoring touch. Try to chip in wherever the coach sees me. Now, so offensively, do you think you kind of fit in as just more of a top line forward? Is just, you know, you talked about that scoring touch, but that's an area the Icebreakers have struggled in for the past two seasons, really. How do you think you can kind of help out on that end with a lot of guys that you're kind of familiar with here? Yeah, so I grew up playing with a couple of the guys, and uh, Coach Sebastian said he expects me to help put the puck in the net. And you know, I think with the overall skill I have and you know, being overseas the last three years, I've been able to keep growing on that part of my game and you know, try to bring it back here to matter. Awesome. So kind of building off that, who are those guys you've played with before? Any of the names on this current Icebreakers roster? Yeah, so I, I grew up playing uh, with Declan Conway, Blake Nada, uh, Tyler Holmard. And then I actually ended up with Marco Luciani, uh, one of the players that they, they picked up this offseason. I played with him in northern Ontario for a year. And then looking back at your career, um, you did have that three-game stint in the FPHL with Cornwall in 2018. How did that kind of come to be, just getting your feet wet in the pro ranks? Yeah, so I had um, I had a good contact on the team, and uh, he brought me out. So I went over to Cornwall for a little bit when I was back from Sweden, and I you know, played some games. It was a pretty interesting experience, and you know, I'm, I'm back now, so let's get it. What was kind of your first impressions of the league as a whole? Obviously, it was before the icebreakers, but... What was your first thoughts on the FBHL? Well, it's actually my, my first game in the league. was uh, We only played a period, and then uh, the ice wasn't good enough to continue playing. So my first game, I, we only played one period and then had to resume the game the, the following morning. But uh, it, was, it was a bit of an eye-opener and a little bit different from what I was playing from coming from Sweden. It's more physical game over here, and everything's a little bit more simplified. And going back to you uh, playing overseas, what was that like over there? Is it kind of just a huge new experience for you, kind of uprooting everything, going over to Sweden to play pro hockey? What was that like? Yeah, so at first it was a bit of a culture shock, uh, you know, just away from the rink and then uh, on the rink. The ice is a bit bigger over there and the play style is different. Uh, they like to hold on to the puck and it's a little bit less physical. So uh, there was a bit of an adjustment period and just – you know, all hockey players can find a way to adjust and try to succeed. Do you think it was more of an adjustment just on a personal level, like on your day-to-day -day life, or just actually on the rink? What was a bigger adjustment for you? I, I think the biggest adjustment was more so actually off the ice. Just a lot of the personalities over there and the culture is different versus on the ice. It's you know you you always find a way to make it work. So this is being recorded ahead of tonight's free agent camp scrimmage, which you'll be roughing with. Uh, Icebreakers goaltender Kent Nussbaum. So, what are you looking forward to for tonight? Uh, I'd like to see you know the guys build off the practice this morning. It was it was a good pace. It was good for a lot of the guys to get their feet wet. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys haven't been able to have very competitive off seasons with you know not being able to have, have contact practices and whatnot, and just little skills practices. But yeah, I'd like to see uh, everyone take another step up from this morning and keep building off that. And let's have a good night. And in the locker room, from what you've seen, have guys talked a little bit about 
having the chance to have fans in the building tonight? Is that kind of something that's on your guys' minds? Yeah, we're all a little bit of ex- a little bit excited about that. That should be pretty fun and try to simulate more of a how it's going to feel during the season. And lastly, anything you want to say to Icebreakers fans out there who might not know about you yet, haven't seen you on the ice? Um, no, fun guy away from the rink, and I like to pretty serious guy at the rink, and just play it simple and you know, go Icebreakers, go. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Alex. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, joining me now is number eight, Isaiah Crawford. And Isaiah, 5'8", 183, righty from Detroit, Michigan. Last year, 37 games played, which was one of the most for the icebreakers throughout the season. And he added six goals, six assists. Before his time at Mentor, played at Mercyhurst in 16-17 and Trine University 17-19. So, Isaiah, thanks for joining us here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. The, uh... The 183, I believe, is soaking wet. I'm not sure <laughs> if that. <laughs> hey, you'll take it, right? I mean, 83, that just kind of. Yeah, know. I don't know. It's very specific. Yeah, That's what was listed. Yeah. But tell us a little bit. I uh, mentioned, uh, you know, Mercier's trying. Tell us a little bit about your playing time hockey uh, before joining the Icebreakers. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I came out to Mercier's after junior, and um, it was a great time. Uh, I met some great friends, you know, teammates. Uh, the school itself was uh, pretty challenging. I'm sure that would be any school for me, but it was uh, it was a good time. Um, we moved on to Trine after that, and um, that was uh, we moved there to play NCAA D3. And, and where was uh, that at? In uh, Angola, Indiana. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, just things didn't work out. Uh, I had my first big injury like that I've ever had. Um, it was a uh, high ankle sprain. Wow. Yeah, that sounds pretty soft, but no. It was no, I one see of a lot of them in soccer. I do a yeah. lot with soccer, so you see a lot, you know, you see that stuff there. But. Oh, yeah. It was one of those things that just kind of lingered, and it just, you know, went deep in the season. And, uh, you know, I kind of caught on to a team that was at the time 30-0. and all. Wow. Yeah, so it was kind of hard to, you know, get back in the lineup. But uh, things worked out, and um, then I went over to uh, Fort Wayne, the uh, Comets in the East Coast, to their camp. Um, it was a good camp actually for the first couple of days. I thought I had a shot, had no clue that they were bringing guys in. And, uh, yeah, it, that kind of went down the drain, but it was good because, uh, you know, it was a good experience. And then, uh, before I came down to Minner, um, I had got in touch with, you know, a couple of the boys that I knew, know from, uh, back in the day. And, uh, yeah, we just, we ended up here and this is kind of where we're at right now. So last year was a very changing team, and you were someone who was there from the beginning of the year. How were you able, with a few other long-standing icebreakers, to keep the team focused while there was so much kind of turnover and changes going on? Uh, for me, that would honestly be just, you know, keeping it loose. Uh, that's my main thing is just keeping it loose regardless of, you know, what's going on because you you always have another day and another game. I mean, it's a very long season, so... Uh, you know, there comes a time to obviously be serious, and there t- comes a time to be, you know, out of control, I guess you would say. But Would you say kind of control the controllables? Yeah, yeah, you know, just, uh, just you know, guys would come in after, a, you know, one goal period, and, you know, they're down, and, you know, it's it's just not it's not what you want to uh, go back out with to uh, keep, keep that positive energy. No, I hear you, and... You know, one thing definitely on the ice is your speed helps create so many offensive opportunities. Is that something you're constantly working on as part of your game? Yeah, honestly, over the summer, uh, 
I just, you know, go over this, this field down the street from my house. Uh, it's, you know, just do a lot of sprints, a lot of different agility, things like that, you know, to keep the speed up. A lot of, uh, a lot of weight, uh, <laughs> leg workouts. That's minus one. Um, <laughs> a lot of leg workouts, uh, you know, just keeping that, keeping that body bottom, uh, wow, I'm going to be down the tunnel here soon. Keeping that bottom half of the body, you know, always moving, keep that motor running. So last year, the team ended with a bit of a refocused, uh, you know, resurgence, finished with that win 6-5 over Delaware. What was it like with so many new fresh faces wanting to help out the team? Man, that was a great feeling. Uh, one of the only games I played in two arenas. <laughs> um, hey, we're, we're overlooking yeah, the second one right here. Exactly. That was a... That was a great experience, man, just to see, like, the looks on the faces from the kids that came in. You know, you could tell that they were happy that they could, you know, help the team out that at the time was on its way out. You know, we had to win those games to, you know, even have a sniff at playoffs. So yeah, that was going to be a big series with oh, yeah. Delaware. Oh, yeah. They, they got lucky. Um, <laughs> Little, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing those matches this year because there's definitely some – unfinished business uh, you know the 100%. next weekend you guys were getting ready to get on the bus to go yeah. up to Delaware for three games oh yeah so yeah it was it was a great experience and you could tell the the players the fans and honestly uh coach Sebas he was <laughs> electric after that game you know he you could tell that it was just something that was been waiting to be let out and the boys finally came and put it together and we got the dub yeah that was definitely fun so so far living in Menor what have been your favorite parts Favorite parts, man. Uh, either the mall um, for nothing. Yeah, just to walk <laughs> just, around. Yeah. Kill some time. Just to walk around. I mean, a lot of good uh, restaurants in Menor. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm a big BJ's guy. Okay. Yeah. That either. is by right, right by the mall, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, either that place or uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. That's another spot. So we're about hopefully everybody's crossing fingers two months away from the start of the season roughly yep. uh, maybe a little bit more but what are your hopes for this year upcoming on the ice yeah no it just it's unfinished business and uh it's something that you know i i know that the boys are hungry for you know there's guys like uh returners like uh white duck you know uh weber um you know those guys those were guys that came in and made a huge impact on that last game and you could tell that they were pretty fired up after that game so um yeah I'm just excited to see what what these guys come back with after a long period of waiting no that's awesome now I'm going to give you the easiest hardest question oh man <laughs> what's your name <laughs> you told me uh beforehand that you were you were out on the greens today golfing oh yeah so the question is does hockey Help golf, or does golf help hockey? Either of those, does that factor in? In the summer, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I um, I took it up this summer for the most part. Like I would always play golf here and there, but this summer it was a big deal because of you know the COVID. So it was right. uh, something to get away, get out, and you know hang out with the boys and have fun. But um, I don't know. It's pretty relaxing. And you know, how did like you do today? We're we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, you were it, out there though, man, it's, and you had a good time. I just don't understand it. Has there ever been? Now think about it. You hit a little disc mm -hmm. while flying up and down on ice, yep. and a bunch of other grown men want to smash you. But how humbling is golf? 
There's just you and a ball. You would think, oh, yeah. I can control this, right? Yeah. And everyone says all the – I mean, you look at Michael Jordan. Yep. A tremendous athlete. You look at all these other athletes who do golf invitationals and other things, and they say how humbling the game of golf really is. Yeah, and frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure because it's just the ball there. And, you know, you, the, the slightest thing, you pick your head up. Yep. Yeah, you, you miss it. it. It's just I don't know, man. It's it's a tough game, but it's it's fun. It keeps you coming back yep. because you want you want that. You know, it it kind of gives you that hunger. So, yeah, I love golf. Well, that's awesome. great. Well, well, we got to catch up with Isaiah Crawford, who was a big part of the Icebreakers last year. I'm very excited to get back onto the ice, and you'll be out there tonight on yeah. the scrimmage. So. Have some fun out there. Let loose on the ice. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the ice for the Icebreakers come regular season, a couple of months. For sure. Thank you, guys. Yep, Appreciate thanks. you for having me on. Looking for a way to keep your child connected with the Icebreakers this hockey season? The team will be offering one-hour youth enhancement sessions every Wednesday at 1 p.m. at Menor Ice Arena from October 7th through December 16th. Sessions will be led by icebreakers, coaches, and players and focus on enhancing the skills of each player in attendance. Sessions are open to youth hockey players of any age and players will be divided into groups based on age and skill level. For more information and to register, visit menoricebreakers.com slash enhancement. All right, we're here with icebreakers defenseman Dominic Horvath. And Dom, what's your offseason been like so far? I've uh, been pretty good. Uh, just uh, working a little bit, uh, golfing a little bit, a little bit of everything, so... Can't complain. So starting things off here, um, going back towards the end of last season, can you talk a little bit about your role with the Icebreakers? Uh, it kind of seems like you really helped to stabilize the defensive end for the team that was really struggling towards the end of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, they were looking for a defenseman, and uh, I thought I filled a, a void. But, yeah, you know, it was a good culture to be around. I mean, we were losing, but, uh, you know, ended the season on a good note. So, um yeah, no, I, I was glad to be here for sure. Talking about the culture last year, um, did you kind of see you're only here for 12 games or so, but was there a little bit of a culture change in those 12 games you were with the team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, he made made a lot of trades, but, uh, you know, we were looking for the right culture. And uh, towards the end of the season there, um, I think we found it. And uh, it's pretty solid. We're bringing a, a good group back and, I think we'll we'll have a good season here coming up. Obviously, the final game last season, that six to five win over Delaware, snapped that uh, sixteen or seventeen game losing streak. I can't even remember how long it was. But <laughs> um, how do you guys think you can carry that momentum into this season from that win? Yeah, I mean, the uh, season got cut short, uh, unfortunately, due to circumstances we couldn't control. But yeah, I think we have a good core coming back, and I think that'll you know excite us, and hope the fans are excited as well. So after your four-year college career, you started your pro career in the SPHL. First, it was three games in Quad City with the Storm, and then the following season, three games in Roanoke with the Rail Yard Dogs. So how did you end up with those two teams, and what was that experience up in the SPHL like for you? Uh, it was a good experience. Um, I signed a PTO after college to Quad City. Thought I had a pretty good showing. Um, unfortunately, I had to go back to school uh, to finish out my degree. So I went back, and uh, then the upcoming season, um, well, last season, I went to Evansville. It didn't work out. Uh, ended up in Roanoke. Um, you know, we were struggling. Uh, didn't, I don't think I did my best, but, uh, you know, it didn't work out there and ended up in Elmira. Then, then I ended up uh, here in Mentor. So. 
Uh, so going back to Elmire, uh last season you started with them, obviously, in this league. Uh, it was 19 games in your first taste of the FPHL. What was kind of your initial impression of the of the league as a whole, and what was it like playing for Elmira? Uh, it, was, it was a good experience. Uh, my first weekend was in Carolina, so it was a good pace. Uh, you know, I thought it was a solid – it's a solid league for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, very good experience, I would say, and I learned a lot. How do you think the play in the FPHL kind of compares to the SPHL? Obviously not as fast, but is there any other ways you can think of a difference, maybe more physical? Um, I would say maybe physicality, but more more or less of just uh, execution, I would say. But other than that, I think it matches up pretty well. Uh, last season you were traded to the Icebreakers in the middle of the season. Um, obviously you're from Toledo, Ohio, and Icebreakers are the only Ohio team in the FPHL. So what was your initial reaction to kind of going home in a sense? Um, uh, you know, at first you, you kind of, you don't want to be traded. And uh, I moved around a lot uh, in my pro career, the the short pro career I've had. So um, I, you know, it, it hurts a little bit, but uh, you know, you get over it. And I was excited to be closer to home and, you know, my parents could come watch and that it was exciting. Uh, yeah, for sure. And looking ahead to this year, what do you think your role is going to be with the team uh, this season as somebody that's kind of, Almost like a veteran, really, with this team having 12 games under your belt. Uh, um, just more of a you know stay-at-home D man, maybe chip in here or there, but just make sure that uh, the D zone's secure and helping out our goalies and um, you know just doing everything I can to be an impact in every game. And then obviously tonight, the free agent camp scrimmage. What are you most looking forward to about tonight? Uh, I would say just getting getting in front of the fans again. Um, it'll be exciting for sure. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've been around a group of people, I would say, or even played a competitive game last time um, was here at Mentor. So I think it'll be exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great time. And then lastly, anything you want to say to the Icebreakers fans? Uh, just thanks for the support. Um, you know, my short time here, it's it's been awesome. I've, I feel at home, and um, I really appreciate the support, and the, the whole team does. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Yep, thank you. All right, now joining me is number 15 of the Icebreakers, Kodiak White Duck, 6'1", 185-pounder from Kitigan ZB, Quebec, Canada. He played for the Manawiki Foresters back in 1819 to Alexandria Glens in 1819, where he was named to the CCHL 2 League MVP, then the West Nipissing Lynx of the GMHL in 1920, and was the Lynx leading scorer and MVP. And now the men are icebreakers. And he was also in the GMHL All-Star North Division and the Hart Trophy. So, Kodiak, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in last season's final game of the year, which this has to be very reminiscent because we are broadcasting this episode uh, right in front of the second rink, which you yeah. had to come and make some things happen. So tell mm -hmm. everybody because it's kind of become this legend in the area. So share everyone that story. Okay, it was a hectic day. So uh, <laughs> I uh, got up that morning from 6 o'clock, had a nine-hour drive. I missed first period. I showed up late. And I was in the stands. I got the, uh, to see the end of the first period. And then I, wa I was walking to the lobby, and I heard my name being called. And I was like, yeah, that's me. They're like, go get your stuff and suit up. <laughs> so what period? Was it second period or third period when you officially were able to take the ice? Uh, second period. Second period. Yeah. And so then you have the game winner. 
yeah. in a two rink game after a nine hour drive. Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was something. So yeah, that that was a really cool uh moment for sure. And um I know the fanatics were so happy it was a big win. So you have been MVP and tops of both previous leagues and teams you've been on. How can being the best at those points help you come in and add some of that flavor and you know experience you've gotten with the men or icebreakers now? Well, it's it's about crafting your position really. It's being in the right places. And, you know, the goals just come in easily. Yeah, and you know we only got to see the fanatics. Only got to see you for the one game so far. Unfortunately, the season came to a close. Although that was sort of a fitting ending game. But uh, tell us a little bit about your on ice style. Uh, I like to play. Uh, a fast game, yeah, and uh, but I play with a lot of grit, so I like to play in the corners, mm-hmm. never afraid, but I like to put the bu- the puck behind uh, behind the net. And you know, I don't know how much you got to meet the men or icebreaker players last year, but now camps today, and you know, getting to talk to some of the guys. What's it been like getting to know your new teammates? Well, um, when I came here in um, in March, uh, there, there were a bunch of good guys. They welcomed me, and when I came back here, like. It was like nothing changed. That's awesome. You know, I, everyone has said it's a, it's, it's a good group of guys, good locker room, and that makes it a lot more fun, too, when you guys can all have each other's back. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much you've got to experience of the city men are so far, a little bit ways off from Kittigan, ZB, Quebec, but what, what's been some of your favorite things in men are so far? In men are, it's it's the people, you know, like they're a lot friendly. They'll come up and talk to me and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 way different. So we got the scrimmage kind of officially starts things tonight, and then uh, hopefully in about two months' time, you guys will be taken to the ice for the regular season. But what are your hopes for the upcoming season? Well, we hope to, uh, with this new team, we hope to get a good start, like um, start uh, doing our things slowly and slowly, getting better and better, and ending up with the, the W at the end of the day. Well, that's awesome. And Kodiak, we uh, really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us today. I know the Fanatics are excited to see you and the rest of the guys in Double Blue take to the ice here tonight. That'll be fun. You got some fans out there. So that'll be cool, huh? First time back and uh, get some fans to liven things up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I love the fans here. They they know me. Like, it's going to be awesome this year, this season. Well, thanks again, Kodiak, for joining us, and good luck on the ice tonight, and good luck for the regular season. Thank you very much. All right, we're here with Icebreakers head coach Sebastian Ragno following the free agent camp scrimmage. And Sebastian, how things go tonight? That was a lot of fun. It was good to have some fans in the stands, um, you know, to have the game day type experience. Again, it's been a while since we got to experience that. Um, You know, some of the players really stuck out and came to play. Well, there's a lot on the line when you come to a tryout camp, and a few of the guys took that and uh, made the best of the opportunity. It seemed like overall the whole scrimmage was pretty fast-paced. Is that kind of something you were looking for heading into the game? Uh, you know, even had that fight in the first half of the game. Just seemed like it was a pretty intense atmosphere. Yeah, um, this summer I knew we wanted to add some some speed. Uh, we definitely wanted to add some size, especially on the back end. Um, and I told the guys before to keep it physical. I mean, our league's a very, very physical league. It's fast. Uh, it's hard-nosed. And, um, you know, we wanted to make sure the guys that were coming into tryout knew that uh, going into the scrimmage and, you know, gave some entertainment to the fans as well. 
Yeah, overall, what was it like just being able to have fans in the building? Obviously, first time since March that that's happened at Menor Ice Arena. Yeah, um, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of our supporters in a while, uh, just due to COVID. Unfortunately, um, you know we have a lot of great great people in the community here that love the icebreakers, that love the the games and the show that we put on here. Um, it was great to have them back in the building, and I'm sure a lot of them were excited to see each other and as well as see the players. Yeah, a lot of returning players were uh, at the scrimmage. Seemed like a lot of them had some pretty good performances. Obviously, Tyler Homard, I think, he had four goals. Blake Nada scored. Isaiah Crawford scored. Uh, Kodiak White Duck looked pretty good. That kind of something you look towards for those guys to set an example and just establish the intensity in a scrimmage like this with so many guys trying to make the team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to get those guys back on the ice, uh, kind of give them a little bit of a dynamic preview for the year. Um, it also gives me a little bit of a precedent to compare the incoming guys um, and as well as see if there's any chemistry between returning guys that I might not have seen too much, such as Kodiak, who I only got to watch for about a period and a half. Um, you know, he, he matched up pretty well with uh, Tyler Homard and um, I believe it was Sam Oleski on his line. Um, you know, so it allows me to kind of see who plays well together, um, who likes playing with who. Uh, I know Dom Horvath enjoyed playing with his D partner, um, who we signed on a PTO. And, um, you know, it allows me to really compare the guys to what we have coming back. And obviously it was eight goaltenders who got, got playing time in the scrimmage. I think it was uh, they each got 15-minute shifts. Is that correct? I can't remember for sure. Yeah, we uh, we ended up having seven. Um, a returning goalie, Nuzbaum, uh, ended up being a referee for it. So a couple of the guys got 15-minute shifts. A couple of the guys got 20-minute shifts. Um, you know, from my experience being a goalie, when you go to a trial camp, you're, it's about the same type of thing. You know, there's always a lot of goalies. There's only a few spots open. Um, and you essentially have to make the best of what you have. Um, you know, I thought – thought all the goalies were about pretty even um, and, you know, it made the decision very, very hard. Uh, so I'm probably going to butcher these two names, but it seemed like two guys that really stood out were Sam Halexi and Beck Tolepergen. I hope that's close, but what are your thoughts on those two guys and any of the newer guys uh, that kind of stood out in that scrimmage? Yeah. Um, Sam was on my team, so Saturday night I really got to watch him uh, kind of interact. Um, he definitely stood out, like I said, him and Homard and uh, White Duck had a, had a good night at the outing. And, um, you know, he put up a couple goals. Um, I felt that he dominated the pace, you know, was strong in his skate, strong in the puck. Uh, got, a, got a couple shots on net, had, um, had a few really good tips as well. So he definitely brought the pace that we were looking for. Um, back, same type of thing. You know, we really dominated, uh, had two back-to-back, -back, um, breakaway goals, um, you know, and just looked like a man out there, uh, compared to some of the other guys that we brought in, unfortunately. Um, but you know, with a, a player of his experience, having played in the SP for a little bit, um, and, and having some really good numbers overseas, I kind of expected to see that from him. Um, and he really made a statement that he wants to be here. And when I got to interview both the kids on Sunday afternoon, um, you know, both are great kids. Um, easy to talk to, very, very appreciative of the opportunity and really looking forward to coming here to Manor. Um, another guy that kind of stood out to me was uh, Brendan Colgan, the goalie. Um, he's actually the one that we chose to go with. 
Um, I felt he got peppered a little bit more than the other guys at the beginning. Uh, let in a goal or two, but you know, some of the, some of that will kind of shake out as the season moves along. And I think that he's a guy we can bring in as a as a number two, number three, and begin to develop him as a as a move towards the future. So from here, where do we go? Obviously, we don't know for sure uh, what the schedule is going to look like in terms of when the league's starting up and when we're starting for sure. But um, yeah, so who's go- who's coming to main camp and what's our next step from here? Yeah, as of now, um, all returning guys that were there uh, will be returning for training camp. Um, we've also invited Ned Simpson and Brandon Colgan, who were on PTOs. Um, Cody Oaks is also going to be invited as we acquired him in a trade last year late at the season. I believe it was at the deadline. Um, in addition to that, we've invited Sam Haleski, Owen Frizzaloni, and Beck Talaversion as well. Um, kind of looking to see what they bring to the table, and I'd like to see them compete against some of the guys we have coming back to uh, fill out those final roster spots. Guys are expected to report on the first and third, and then we will start camp either third or fourth, go for a full two weeks, and then we play, I believe, um, Friday the 18th. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for talking to us, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Jared. Well, we got to catch up with four different faces from the men are icebreakers, Kodiak, White Duck, Dom Horvath, Alex Mitzionis, and Isaiah Crawford. And Jared got to catch up with Coach Sebastian Ragno at the end of the scrimmage. So great stuff, as always, from all the people in Double Blue. And hope you enjoyed this special edition of Into the Depths with the men are icebreakers on the first night of the scrimmage camp. So... Yeah, obviously we're not sure what's going on with the season yet as of now, so it's just nice to have some semblance of normalcy here at Menor Ice Arena, just having the icebreakers back out on the ice, albeit in kind of a limited fashion with some guys that aren't even going to make the team. But it's nice to have something at this point. And if you want to have something else nice, and that is available at the Menor Icebreakers team store. You go to the website, menoricebreakers.com, click the team store tab at the top. There is a special page for the Menor Icebreakers information and records book. And this collectible keepsake, it's got everything you would ever want to know, Menor Icebreakers. First of all, player and coach profiles, in-depth look at the team, autographs, and much, much more. You can reserve your copy today, so you will not be charged when you reserve a copy. Put that you're interested. Fill out the form below on the Icebreakers Team Store tab. You, again, will not be charged, and we will keep you posted as it gets closer to those being delivered to the Menor Ice Arena and get them out to you fanatics. But it's the brand-new collectible keepsake. You're going to want to do it. They will be $15 when they come, but right now, reserve your copy today. I did want to clarify regarding the uh, book is it's more of a hybrid between a media guide and a yearbook. So it's going to be a comprehensive review of last season. But on top of that, it's going to have all the information on this year's players and this year's coaches, everything about this year's edition of the Icebreakers on top of that. It's going to have everything you would want to know, Icebreakers, past, present, and with a look ahead. So reserve your copy today at the Benner Icebreakers Team Store. And while you're there, check out all the other great stuff at the Team Store as well, including drinks, uh, drinking glasses, shot glasses, koozies, coasters, cornhole boards, T-shirts, and much, much more. All at Men Icebreakers, Team Store, and menoricebreakers.com.
And then before we go, just want to talk a little bit about next episode. Um, I know we talked about uh, an outline for this show, which didn't end up happening because the whole free agent camp show got thrown together at the last minute. But looking ahead to next episode, we're going to use that format we talked about uh, in last show. So we'll have a, another player interview. Uh, I'll start our first front office feature where we talk to one of the Icebreakers staff members and figure out what they do on a daily basis. And then we'll add in either another Coach's Corner segment or a fan mailbox segment, depending on what's going to fit best in that episode. Yeah, we look forward to bringing that one to you in a few weeks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, we'll see you later.